0: Log Talk Radio.
1: podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or turn hearts apart, On reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answer to life's problems, to reconnect our hearts, back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Crane. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available on our website. matter of fact, I'm going to make sure it's chimed in at reconnect my heart. Excuse me, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can go in there, send your questions or Comments or even a uh, prayer request. Also, for those who are watching on social media, you can catch me at reconnectmyheartpodcast.com, or you can go to Facebook or YouTube, and you can catch me on there on my uh, YouTube channel as well as my Facebook page, brotherprater.com. dot com. Matter of fact, just like how it is, B R O T H E R, here's a Paul R A you are. ER. I wanna thank each and every one of you all. Um, matter of fact, as y'all can tell I, I set up my headphones. I got some new headphones. I didn't realise it. it also has a mic coming on to it, so I'm gonna fix that so it'll be ready for y'all next week. Um, I wanna say happy Black History month to everyone. Um, today is gonna be a little uh, different. Um I was Planning on something for Black History Month, but um, these recent events, um, yesterday as well as uh, the day before yesterday, uh, for those that are uh, uh, not just in the Dallas-Forward Metroplex, but just um, in the United States, there were two stories that really, really, really uh, tore my heart. Um, the first one was uh, in from what I was told. Matter of fact while we are while we were on the air, I'm gonna see if I can look it up. Um, there was there was a murder suicide. There was a murder suicide in um I believe it was Wisconsin. Uh, actually was West one was West and another one was um in Texas, um, I forgot the name of, uh, Costa County, I believe, Costa County. First one of Costa County, I believe that was in uh, on Friday, and there was uh, seven people that were killed, seven people that were killed. Um, I, I don't want to misquote anything, but seven people. And uh, the killer, from my understanding, even uh, killed his mom, stepmother. mother, child. Those are just some of the people that was killed along with the uh, suspect as well. That was on Friday and then yesterday. Yesterday um, there was a young man that killed his baby mother, killed somebody else as well as killed himself. And I began to uh, actually even see it on social media. They were showing the guy that did that in Costa Cano to me, in Wisconsin, he actually went on live, he went on Facebook Live
0: to uh,
1: confess, apologize, you know. Uh, he he said, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, when I read his, uh, that they shared and they were saying, he actually, these are his own words, um, he was dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And then... The sad part about it was there was a video that showed the young lady. I don't know how recent it was, but the young lady was speaking and she was saying, uh, matter of fact, it was some other guy that went to her. her Apparently she at a gas station or a convenience store. And there was a young man that I guess wanted to befriend her. And she said, no, no, no. My boyfriend, crazy. He killed people. Those were her exact words. Well, unfortunately, that same crazy boyfriend that she alluded to that killed people killed her as well as himself. And so it just really tugged my heart. to really just, just for us to talk about it. And before I forget, this month is not just Black History Month, but this is also teen violence, bringing awareness to teen violence and dating and relationships and stuff. And so I wanted to just go ahead and just don't worry about any format, just be able to just talk. Hopefully, if me just having this show tonight to reach somebody that may be watching, who may be listening, who may be in a situation where they're in a relationship that's toxic, that's abusive, for you to be able to seek help to get out. Seek help and get out. Those that know me, I'm not a, I'm not a reactive person. I'm not an inactive person. I'm a proactive person. I believe in us being able to have things in place for us to be able to make a move, to be, if you want to say, be ahead of the curve, be ahead of the game, and that's pertaining to life. But pertaining to this, subject of domestic violence, we have to do something for us to be able to help these people get out aware of people with mental disorders. Number one, we know that that's the trick of the devil. And also for us to realize there are people who may be in a relationship that are like that. There are some people who may potentially be in a relationship with an abusive person, or with a mental, uh, a mental unstable person, these are some things we have to be conscious of when we are dating or potentially marrying people. We have to take these things seriously. And one of the things, people that know me, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, but prayer with no, with no activity, with no action means nothing. We as believers have to start putting some feet with our prayers. God has given us the responsibility, not just the ability, but he has given us the responsibility to help and educating people in the love of God and what love is, not just from God, but even towards our fellow brothers and sisters. We have to understand that this is not God's will for us to be in an abusive relationship. One of the things that really caught my attention, <clears throat> I was talking, I was talking, and I believe that was today. I was talking to someone, and God just hit me with a nugget that really blew my mind. One of the things we got to remember, especially when we talking about uh, Black History Month and, and all that stuff. I want to say it like this. Black love does not mean a black eye. Black love does not mean a black eye. What do I mean? That means when it comes down to love, especially, in domestic violence is not just a a race thing. It's a cultural thing. It's, it's happening everywhere. <clears throat> it's happening everywhere. It happened with black people, it happened with white people, it happened with Hispanic people. And we have to start bringing awareness to people. Look, one of the things I, I, I'm a firm believer in, we got to tell people we have to slow down and start studying the people that we may potentially date or marry. We have to start doing our part. And I'm not just talking about, well, you know, giving it to God as far as just praying and not doing anything. But when we pray and God give us the answers, look, he gives us the answers to help us. Not just for us to be able to just get the information and do nothing wicked. But also this is something I really have to enforce. God give us the answers. God give us wisdom. But also one of the things I always tell people. When God gives you the answer pertaining to how a person is, don't feel like you have to help them. It's not your responsibility to help people to change them. And unfortunately, many people, it's many people that are looking for love, and they're looking for love, trying to invest their love, their heart into people that they're trying to help or trying to minister to. That is not your assignment. It is not your responsibility, it's not your biblical nor legal responsibility to try to help someone who needs professional help. We have to start leaving people who need assistance, leave them alone. Do not involve yourself with these type of people. It may sound harsh, but I'm telling you, not just from people who uh, uh, may have seen people who have been using people who have taken people kindness for weakness. But even in my own personal family, not just my sister, I've lost family members due to domestic violence. And my thing is I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. I don't want anyone to go through what my family went through. And I know I'm not the only one who may be on here now who have experienced the death of someone because of domestic violence. Because of choosing the wrong person to help or to love, there are many people. But the thing is, we have to stop allowing our kind heart, our good heart, to be in a bad relationship. There are some people that have survived it, but there are some people that have lost their lives because of it. And and this is me being real. Forget about any format. I've seen a lot of people that look for love they go to church that are saying that you know good moral people, but they end up going outside of the church, someone that ain't even seeking God, someone who ain't even acknowledging God, going out to try to convert someone or even bring them into the church, and what happens? that person you're bringing into the church is the main one that drives you out of the church. Listen, we have to do something about it. We have to educate people, form them. And, 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 and matter of fact and, and this is this is a, a personal this is a personal note. Uh I end up dealing with someone uh this week. You know, those that know me, I post on uh social media all the time. Um, whatever God give me, I share with people. This is um true material this is material that that is authentic not something that I have to find and copy or send to people or whatever this is something that god gave me and i posted but in one of the comments that uh, on a poster i made someone told me well you need to it, it i'll practice in the in the short sense they were telling me i need to you know use scripture, talk about talk about, you know, not just bringing up something, but if you want to say, they say, well, you need to talk about salvation when you're talking about this. And I say, a lot of people that are going through, we, when I'm talking, even when you look at the Bible, the Bible wasn't talking to non-believers. It was talking to believers. The thing is, there are people, look, when you going through something, just because you're going through something don't mean you, you ain't saved. There are some people who ain't got no salvation problem. Their salvation is secure. But there are some people that need deliverance. That's what we are talking about. There are people that say love the Lord, but they're struggling in the area in their life. That's what I'm talking about. And what we have to do, we have to acknowledge there are people within the church that are hurting. People within the church with bleeding heart. And they love the Lord. But the thing is, they need help. And so we as believers, that supposed to be strong, we're there to help barely, barely hurt or help them and, and minister to them. So there, they iron sharpens iron. We are the burden the infirmities of the week. We need to help people. We need to let people know who God is, not just with words, but with actions. And there are many churches that are right now, I see a lot of churches that have ministries to help people, help people recover, not just pertaining to, uh, Boys, uh, but even just substance abuse, alcoholism, all these things. There are churches that are there that are helping and I, and I thank God for that. But then there are people or churches that are not, but they're putting down the ones that are. And we got to understand there are people that are hurting and what better way to let people know the goodness of God by us being representatives and let them know what God can do for them. So with that, one of the issues that we have to face is domestic violence, and it's happening even within our churches. I thank God. Matter of fact, I'm going to acknowledge we have, matter of fact, our pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, his birthday is coming up on this coming Tuesday. This is a young young man that I I will uh, compare him to many other pastors, not just within the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but even around the United States, even around the world, a young man that's been married, married for, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's going to be 63, this year will be 61, 2, 3. I think 63 years, 63 years, a father of seven. Same young lady. They've been married. They're pastors, pastor and first lady and a great example of a leader, a great example of a man. And so I tell people that there are some good men out there. There are some good ladies out there. There are examples that are out there to let people know what true love is. And unfortunately, sometimes people, they because in our city, I grew up in church and, like I said, grew up under the same pastor and everything. Thank God for that. But not everybody have had that same example. There are some people who may have, never growing up in church. There are some people who, who never went to church. And so the thing is, just because I may have grown up that way, does not mean that everybody else has grown up that way. So I acknowledge that. So what we do, one of the things I had to learn is not assume that everybody grew up the same way I did. I, to me, that was a culture shock to realize not everybody went to church on Sunday. Now, I, was, I was shocked, but I had to learn. And so in order for me to learn, I had to I have to conversate with people. I have to listen to people, not for me to do all the talking. And so that's the same thing with us as believers. We got to start getting out to the fields and start listening to people. How in the world are we going to be able to effectively minister to people when we don't talk to people or listen to people? And so God wants us to be able to have the proper tools for us to be able to help minister and medicate people by first seeking him, listening to him, and listening to the people who are hurting. And so with that, with today's message, with today's message about the recent events that are going on, if stuff like this doesn't get you, don't wait till it happens to your family for it to catch your attention. We need to have a preventative method. And that preventative method is for us to be able to start being more involved into the lives of people. We have to start monitoring the people that we listen to, the people that we love, the people that we that we know. And don't assume because a lot of times there are some people they can hide their pain so well you never know what they went through or what they're going through until they went through it. Some people you never know what they went through until they go through it. In other words, to after everything's over with. And so with so with that that's going on with the domestic violence. You know, like I said, for us to not take it lightly. Don't think, oh well, you know, he'll change. I mean, I love to listen to people, and 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 for those who for those who are or those who those that know someone that's in a situation. I tell you, look here, you can contact me personally because. It's easy for us to look on the outside and just tell them, hey, you need to leave. Get out. And they wondering, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive? We can't just tell them, well, just, just trust God and go. There are some people, look here, there are some people leaving their livelihood. There are some people that may be leaving their source of income. There are some people that have to leave everything behind them, and especially some who may have children. We have to be able to help them to get on their feet. We have to be able to help them to rescue them because, to be honest with you, sometimes their identity is solely the person that abuses them. There are some people, so, some people is it, in a relationship that's so toxic, so controlling, that they can't even go to the bathroom with the door closed. There are some relationships, there are some people on ends that the person is looking at their phone, checking to see who they're talking to. They have isolated them from their family, from their friends. They can't go to work anymore. They have been sweet talking to a situation that it seems like they're stuck in there forever. They seem like they're a prisoner in their own home. A prisoner in their own lives. So, for us to just tell them, "Well, just pray about it," to be honest with you, that's a wrong move. We gotta, we gotta do something. We have to do something. Matter of fact, I found out, and I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I want y'all to remind me, and I want y'all to even to look it up. But I even found out that there are some who may be in an apartment you can actually break your lease when it comes down to a domestic violence situation you can end it you can end your contract matter of fact uh a relative of mine just told me that and i wanted to make sure that i do some more research but i'm bringing it out just in case just in case someone who may be more knowledgeable or somebody that may be able to check it out faster than me but just in case you feel stuck and you're in that situation hey you can get out But also, I want to tell you this. I know, and this is for what I was told, because I've talked to several people who've been in that situation, and a lot of them, because they have kind hearts, they want to get out, but they still want to rescue the abuser. They want to get out, but they don't want the abuser to deal with the consequences of their actions. I want to tell you, you can't worry about them. You can't think about them. You got to think about yourself. It is not God's will for you to be a walking mat nor a punching bag. God made you with a purpose and an identity, and that identity is not depicted upon how somebody treats you. Listen, there are people that are being there are people that are being prisoners right now. They have emotional chains locked on them and still being physically free because the person that's abusing them has Beat them down emotionally so long, so much that they feel like I want you to know that God made you with a purpose and an identity, and God made you more than that. And I'm gonna tell you this: there are some they scared to even venture out into another relationship. So what they'll do, they'll deal with the devil that's familiar with them or familiar to them. They rather they they rather instead of moving forward into somebody new, or even being by themselves. They would rather deal with the abuse or the pain because it's familiar with them. They're familiar with that person. So what they'll do, sometimes they'll just bear it just to have a place they can lay their head. They'll bear it just to say that they're with somebody. I'm going to tell you something. Even in your best in your best effort, you can never change someone, and also it's not your fault that someone is abusing you. I have to say that again, so many people they feel like well if well he was made make so much excuses they make so much excuses to the about the abuser, and their excuses are not valid. Some of the ones that are in those relationships, they're staying there, they're being in there, and it's like they're planning their depth there. It's like they feel like, well, you know what, I'll just stay there. They Like I said, they feel like it's God's will. And I've said this on many other programs. I've heard people, people have came back. They told me those who I've counseled in the past, whatever, have came back and told me that their pastor told them they need to stay there. It's your responsibility to minister to them, to help get them saved. They even throw the scripture, well, you know, sanctify wife, sanctify husband, all that stuff, and using scripture out of context. I'm, I'm going to explain that scripture. That scripture where it says sanctify wife, sanctify husband. the reason why that came into play because in the beginning, The married couple, husband and wife, they were on good terms when the gospel came forth in that town. One spouse got saved, and they asked Paul, Paul, okay, now that I'm saved, do I leave my non-believing husband or non-believing wife, or should I stay? Get this, the key thing was, there was a problem with the, quote, unquote, with the salvation within the marriage it was not pertaining to the marriage itself and so paul said well if if the non-believing spouse want to stay with you hey fine and dandy but if they want to go they can go but the key thing was the problem was the marriage and so if the problem is the marriage the marriage is The marriage is the foundation. Look, just because somebody is in an abusive relationship, that does not mean that, well, if I marry them, it'll change. That does not mean it's going to change. Understand that these type of situations, I want to make sure that my audio is working. These type of situations that we're dealing with, we have to address it. And like I said, it's not just the responsibility of secular world. It's the responsibility of the church. The church has to talk about it. We can get truth. We can get the understanding from God's perspective, from God's word. Because to be honest with you, when it boils down to it, sometimes church is the main place that people go to for help in every area. Like I said, it pertains to. Uh, uh, family problems, uh addictions, whatever. Church is the hub for help and support. And so we as believers, we as ministers, we have to be educated for us to be able to watch for these type of signs. Watch for these signs when people begin to start um acting unbecoming or when their behavior, when their when their patterns change. We need to follow through with it. Also because we have to live we have the living God living within us God would give us that spirit of discernment for us to be able to pick up on when things ain't going well when things do not clicking there may be something going on because to be honest with you, it' all down to it, abuses of spirit and people who may be abusing people that's a spirit that's unlike God. that's not God's will no God's purpose for somebody to be beating up on someone especially when they're an adult. That's not God's will. Look here. One thing I always tell people: grown folks can't raise other grown folks. I'm gonna I'm look at some of the comments. I see some of the comments on here. Yes, yeah, I can't understand why domestic violence is a fair topic in the church. But, well, I'll tell you because of lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge for Well, lack of knowledge is not being able to really talk about it. And sometimes there are some. There are some. Pastors or some churches, they feel like it doesn't happen. There are some churches that are naive to it. There are some churches that are actually operating or participating in it, and they don't want to bring it up. They are also on the same token. There are some they feel like, well, you know, that, that, that that's too much like counseling. No, the church is supposed to be the place where we give counsel. Now we may not be, we may not be professional counsel, but there are professional Christian counselors that can provide help and resources to help minister the people. Some people may feel like, well, you know, if you got to go to a counselor, you're not faith. You don't have faith or trust in God. Look here. There are counselors. There are doctors. And just in case you don't believe in Christian doctors, then you get your Bible and you turn out the book of Luke and you turn out the book of Acts because that was written by a doctor. Dr. Luke. And I ain't talking about Luther Campbell believe it. So we have to understand, matter of fact, just in case if you get sick and you don't believe in doctors, if you get sick or if your child gets sick and if you don't take your child to the doctor to get some help, then guess what? CPS will be knocking on your door. So help is there for us to so not try to change someone. Matter of fact, one of the things that God really dealt with me on. As we, uh, I'm, and I'm gonna I'm make it short, and I'm gonna get ready to get on the phone uh, the lines and also read some of the comments live. But one of the things, a lot of times we give God the responsibility to change people when they don't want to change. It, like I said, it's not our responsibility to wait for somebody to change at our at our expense. Firm believer. I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, but that prayer is not for them. Prayers for yourself. Prayers not for other people, prayers for yourself. Listen, God can do anything, but he won't do everything. Let me say that again. God can do anything, I'm losing power. God can do anything, but he will not do everything. What do I mean? There is no failure in God, only failure in man. But also on the same token, like I said, God is not going to ever go against somebody's will. God is not going to go against somebody's will. If someone chooses, not to change, if someone if someone chooses not to change their behavior, then guess what? God's not going to go against their will. But also, even in the midst of someone, it may be an abuser, who may be trying to get help. You still need to protect yourself. In other words, I tell to get out of the way. Let that person get immediate help. Get out. You still get out. Still get out. And like I said, I don't want people to think, well, you know, like I said, that's God's will for my life. I've I've heard people say that. I've heard people tell me that. Well, maybe it's God's will for me to die that way. No. See, they lack understanding of who they are and who they are in God and also who God is. So understand When it comes down to relationships, when it comes down to dating, God is not going to tell you who to choose. He's going to tell you and teach you how to choose. God never intended us to uh, uh, suffer towards one another as far as abuse physically, mentally, emotional, or even spiritual abuse in a relationship. When you know somebody that's controlling, even when you get a glimpse, you check out. You check them out. You do your homework. Don't be so quick to give somebody your sex. Don't be so quick to give somebody your heart when they have not earned it and also when you are not done your assignment, your homework on them. Matter of fact, there was a post that I read. There was a post that I read that really, really, really caught my attention, and it, it sounded comical, but um, okay, good, I got it running. Um, it sounded comical, but it was so true. It said, Cinderella, Cinderella, the uh, story. Cinderella. I'm just about to say it. Cinderella gave up her shoe, and she found love. But then there are some who gave up their sex, and they still single. I'm just paraphrasing. When I read it, I'm like, Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Something that's as short as a just as short as a um a post can really, really, really catch our attention and make us really do some thinking. You know, so matter of fact I'm gonna look up the person, I believe the person who said that. Um but God wants us to be able to start doing a better job in, in the people that we dealing with and the people that we choose to be in a relationship with, cause like I said, true love does not hurt. True love does not hurt. Want to us to use with. Matter of fact, here it is. Cinderella removed just one shoe and found love. But people are, it says you, but you remove all your clothes, yet you feel single. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This Trisha Finn, my classmate, Trisha Finn. Thank you for that quote I have to I have to acknowledge Trisha Finn, thank you, the daughter of uh, Pastor Finn, Bishop Finn. But I'm going to say that again. Cinderella removed just one shoe and found love, for you removed all your clothes, and yet you're still single. Something to think about. So we got to, look here, wait a minute. I don't care how much you try to set the man down. It's not going to help him. It's not going to change him. You're giving up yourself. And you're giving yourself you're giving yourself away. You're giving yourself a prize. You're giving that prize away. You're giving your body away when a guy has not earned it. If you really want to know a man is gonna be loving and committed to you, let him prove it by first giving you a ring. First of all, let his action show you that he loves you. Not just with words, but with action. How does he treat you? Will he open the door for you? Will he pump the gas for you? While y'all out, is he going to open the door for you? While y'all out, are you the one that getting out of the car, pump your gas while he on the phone? Excuse me, while he on the phone in the car? Does he talk you up? Does he build you up? Does he not just pray on you, but does he pray? Instead of him trying to talk you out of your clothes, does he clothe you in God's love, in God's character? One of the things I always tell people, cause there are a lot of people, there are a lot of young ladies that feel like, "Well, well, ain't no, ain't no real men around." All. I had, matter of fact, I had a young lady to tell me, "Was well, you know, it's 2022, you know, women sometimes gotta propose to men, uh uh-uh. uh And that, look, that's why we're messing up right now. We gotta get back to the basics. First of all, knowing who we are in God. Being able to study, understand who we dealing with, and just like back in the day when I was growing up and when our parents were growing up and our other parents, our four parents were growing up, not only did you study the person that you were interested in, but you also studied their family. You're, you're getting yourself involved into their family, and you're marrying their family member. So you got to really do your homework. So many people, they spend more time studying their car. That they want to buy, or they have to, be want to buy, but they don't use that same intensity pertaining to the person that they plan on marrying or dating. You got to think long term, and, and I'm, I'm gonna say this because this is so important to me. The reason why one, another reason why I wanted to bring up this message is because I was also even looking at Cayenne um, West, Cayenne West, Cayenne West, Cayenne West, West, and uh, seeing. The feud between him and his uh, now finna be ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. And it all boiled down to, at the time, they were talking about uh, their daughter, I think her name is Northwest, being on TikTok without his permission. He does not want her to be on TikTok, but Kim Kardashian is allowing her to be on TikTok with the makeup and all that stuff. Well, I'm going to say it like this. Number one. I have to. I tell people, you have to accept a person how they are. Now, true enough, right now, and this is not uh um uh, uh what's what's called a um celebrity bash or anything like that. But number one, they're dealing with the same issues that common folks are like us. But I'm bringing this attention to us. Now, right now, Kyan West, you know, he has went out in a, a sun making his first Sundays and all that stuff. But if you look at it, when you first got with Kim Kardashian, you got to think about it. He had to understand how she was and who she was. Her lifestyle. And it has nothing to do with race. But you have to understand the culture of what she allowed. But what he did... He got with her anyway. And now, since they are no longer together and they're trying to co-parent, now there are two different systems that are in place. And because the daughter is with the like hers are being more influential, which is the total opposite of Kyan West. So I always tell people this, learning from other people's mistakes, my dad have always said that, my dad said a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wise man learned from somebody else's mistakes. So utilizing this as an opportunity for us to learn from other people's mistakes. So with that, understanding, when you're dealing with somebody or you got to look at where you at and look at how that person is and how they are, understand, you should not have your mindset that you're going to stay there forever. You should be evolving. You should be growing spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. But also what I was saying was, even with Tyenne West, understanding where when he first met her, he had to have he should have all of that stuff in place. And, of course, I'm talking about him, but also I'm talking about us. Because there are many people that may not have had this celebrity status as he does, but we deal with the same drama. We have the same drama because why? Because sometimes when we meet a person, all we're looking at, talking to the guys, all we're looking at is that behind. All we're looking at is the the physical, but we overlook the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental. And I'm going to say this. There's no disrespect to anyone, but I'm going to say it. Men, sometimes we think with the wrong tool, point blank. With the wrong tool, and so unfortunately, because of that, because of his decision of who he chose at the time and place that he was in in his life, he should have been thinking about long term. Long term. So many times, we as people, we make permanent decisions in a temporary condition. See, like I said. He may not have thought that he was going to give his life to God and all this and all that. And like I said, I don't know how he is now. But you have to understand the history of who you were with and understand, is there any changes? Like I said, there are some people, there are some people, all all they are is about the money, all they are is about flaunting their body And if that's what attracted you, you got to understand, if that's what attracted you, that's deal. That may not be white peculiar for you. Flipping the script. There are some guys, you know, he may be having all this money, and that might be catching your attention. Hey, he make money. He make money. I want to get with him. Okay. Now you got with him because of money. But you may not understand that because he got that money, he got that money by working. 70, 80 hours a week, every week. So now you got that man that's making that money, and then when you get married to him, it feels good. Everything is new. You're happy and all that stuff. But when the newness were off, you realize that that man that you love, come to find out, he's never at home. Now you're getting upset, but that's what you – you marry him for money. And he was making the money – Being away from the house, 70, 80 hours a week. So understand it. That's who you marry. I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to use myself for an example. That way we can bring this closer to home. Me being a minister, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't even drink soda. But guess what? This right here, I have this jug of water. matter of fact, my godfather, Minister Tim, used to always tease me about this. But this right here, my jug of water, I've had this for many years. Okay, now, I got this. I got my jug of water. Now, if I meet a young lady, she smokes, she drinks. I like her, but I don't like that drinking. I don't like that smoking. Well, you know what? I'm going to give with her anyway. I'm going to be praying for her. God going to make her stop. So now I'm with her. We enjoying the honeymoon. We enjoying the uh, the, the way thing, and then the newness for us all. And we married for four or five years. Oh, but she drive me crazy with all this. Stuff. I don't know why she bringing this liquor in this house. But you know what? Me telling her this is my house. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. I, I, I don't want you have no more liquor in this house. You better stop smoking in this house. Well, guess what? Who will be wrong? Her or me? It will be me because that's who she was before I married her. And guess what? That's who she going to remain. She changed. And guess what? Even God may be telling her, even before we got married, well, you know, baby, I don't want you to do that. Your body's the temple what I want to live in. But guess what? He's not going to go against her will. If she chooses to keep on doing it, then that's her. But I would be wrong trying to make her do something in the marriage that that's how she was before the marriage, even before the dating. That was her. So we got to understand how people are. That's real. We got to stop dating people or trying to marry people based upon potential. We need to look at reality. Look at how a person is and who a person is. If that's not your cup of tea, then God bless move on. But don't try to change a person. That's not your responsibility. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get ready to go. go on the line. Matter of fact first I'm gonna uh read some of the comments. Okay.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank
1: you. Okay. So we're gonna get ready to go on to the phone line right now. Matter of fact, uh Okay, good. Get on here. Hello, hello. Welcome to and in my heart podcast. You're on the air. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Okay. Just wanted to get you on the air in case you wanted to uh,
0: share something with us. Well, you, you know, uh, you... You really in your uh, uh you really in your vein tonight with the domestic violence. And uh, you know, not much to say but I appreciate what you're doing and uh you know, that's that's the positive things I talk to out there about. But um just uh, another awesome show and uh just appreciate how you're helping people, you know, uh, with this subject. You know, because there's a lot of things that people don't realize what's going on uh, in their lives when they're in the midst of something like domestic violence. You know, it's almost like they're blind to the fact. And so I just appreciate you bringing it forward. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, you know... (laughs)
1: I thank God for the opportunity. And, you know, one thing I always think about is what the devil meant for evil. God always know how to turn it for our good. But us being able to be sensitive, to, us, to be able to uh, be sensitive enough to respond to God through obedience. And so mm-hmm. with this, you know, um, like I said, what I really wanted to talk about was, um, uh, I think yesterday, yesterday I was uh, looking forward to talking about uh, Black History Month and just kind of, Talk about that, but when I saw that, it was like it—it just—it just grabbed my heart. And mm-hmm. um, when when I see stuff like that, it made me look at, especially in this day and time, people that are dying—they young enough to be my child. That—that's that, mm-hmm. the thing that really catches my attention. You know, um, I'm not an old man, but guess what? I ain't trying to rush up out of here. Heaven is my home, but I ain't trying to rush to get there. <laughs>
0: You're right. This,
1: this been, this, I tell people, look here. When it's time, when it, when it's my time to go, look here. I'm trying to leave this. I'm trying to leave this world on a snail. You hear me? I ain't trying to go on no jet to hurry up and leave. No, I'm enjoying this thing called life. And of course, mm-hmm. God has a place for me in heaven. But also, on the same token, God has, God has some heaven here on earth for us. And for us to be able right. to see about His business here on earth. And so, with that. You know, I, I see stuff like this, and you know, it just it just made me look, and I, all I can think of, so many people gone too soon, so many people, mm-hmm. so many people, and so just uh, even utilize this time for us to be able to just talk about it, and and uh, even many churches that that uh, are affiliated with watching this program, for them to just be aware and help them, uh, even just. Let them know, hey, this is something that we have to talk about as a church because it's going on in our community. And one of the things I always Mm -hmm. tell people, no matter what community that you go to, especially in a black community, you can go within five miles and you'll see a church. You can go within five miles, two miles, ten miles, whatever, and you'll see a church. And so Mm -hmm. what happens, that church in that community, what we have to do, we have to keep our spiritual ears and natural is to the ground for us to understand what's going on in our environment, and for mm. us to, say, to even just target that area for us to even bring change. And if every church did that in the community, imagine the change that could happen within our city, within our state, within our nation. You know, mm. and effectively, even through our world. So,
0: like I said, I just wanted to just share that. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. It's so true. It's so true. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so I appreciate. I appreciate it, I appreciate it. And, and and thank you for your support. And matter of fact, I get a chance to talk to you later on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. All
0: right.
1: Okay. Okay. For those that um, for those who may not be um, uh, those who may be uh, unable to get on the um, uh, the uh. Social media, uh, i read some of the comments on here. Matter of fact, uh, this is from Minister Tim. Um, when people are so eager to be in a relationship, many times they overlook many key factors by being in the flesh, emotions and affection. They choose to not ask and research family tree, and many have married people. Their whole family has mental health issues Right. But a time in wasn't a great concern. It's sad that, <clears throat> excuse me. It's sad that we do more research on buying cars, houses, closed, yet do very little research on who they marry or enter into a relationship. Yes, <clears throat> yes, and also, you know, I, I tell people, you know, when you look at it, and this is just. As an adult, we have to talk about it because even the youngest people are doing it, which, like I said, at the end of uh, the, the last Sunday of this month, we're going to have a, a, a very special program. We're just going to have young people that's going to be talking. Some of them may be sharing some experience that they heard about. Some may be sharing some experience that they've dealt with themselves. And at the end, we like I said, we're just going to really just use that as time to really just talk and listen. But one of the things I always tell people, is a lot of times, you know, if you look at it, some people say, "Well, you know, uh, I, I want to make love." Think about it. Make love. Make love. Make love. They 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 think that they can make love by having sex with someone. You understand know that? They think that they can create love by making love or having sex with someone. And so, what happens? They end up having physical physical contact with them, but not realizing. You're making emotional and spiritual contact with that person. Understand, some of the people, they don't, they don't even, they're not even conscious of who they're dealing with, who they're having sex with. See, when you see a person, it's not all of them. It's more to them than what you physically see, but it's all of them or what you spiritually don't see. Mm-hmm. How a person is and who a person really is, you have to understand the totality of a person, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. You know, like I always say, you know, we as people are the only creatures that God created that live in two different worlds at the same time. God made God made us as flesh, as soul, spirit, flesh, or flesh, soul, spirit, physical. A soul, spirit. And so when you end up physically having sex with someone, you end up having intercourse, intercourse, entering a sexual course through what? Sharing, exchanging spirits. You're entering the spiritual world, the spiritual world. And all this stuff is going on. So, in other words, just like how they say physically when AIDS first came out, they said that when you have sex with someone, you have sex with every person that they'd have been with. Same thing in the spirit, but this time, understand, a condom is not a secure way of preventing AIDS, preventing AIDS, physical STD. But when it comes down to a spiritual STD, no condom, no contraceptive can protect you from a spiritual STD. That means if I have sex with someone out of God's will, number one, sex with someone when I'm not married to them, or if I just choose to just marry someone without doing my homework, I'm having sexual interaction with them. And I'm exchanging my spirit with their spirit, their spirit to my spirit. But I'm also picking up their spirit and every spirit, every spirit that they have been with. I'm picking up their spirit in every spirit that they have been with. And we wonder why sometimes we're so confused, we're so discombobulated, because sometimes we enter in, into the wrong with the wrong people, and also in the wrong timing. And also, I will say this, intimacy, intimacy is not just the physical part of sex. Sometimes you can be intimate with someone without having sex. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to be mindful of the people that we involve ourselves with. There are some people that was never meant for you to be dealt with. There are some people that was never meant for you to be involved with. But what happened, because of the consequences of our bad decisions, we end up dealing with the consequences. Because of the, because of the bad choice or because we have ignored wisdom or even we go ahead and we deal with it, and what happens, we left with the consequences. And so that's why it's so important for us to not be so quick
0: to do things
1: we have to start studying and watching people and like I always say, keep yourself sexually until you get married. First of all, you study a person. Study them. Also get other people to study them. People that are trusting. People that you can people that you trust. People with integrity. People that have no I always say skin in the game. Someone who you know that you can trust. Someone that's gonna be upstanding, and like I said, check them out. Check out, check out their decision. What are their decision making? Check out their pattern. Check them out. Do research. Get a pen and paper. Write some stuff down. Take notes. Don't take mental notes. Write stuff down. That way you can actually see it on black and white and understand. When you really seek God about things, I'm telling you, God will reveal some stuff to you. I'm telling you from personal experience. Listen, God will tell you some things. When you are naive in the daytime, when you're overlooking something in the daytime, God will wake you up in your seat and tell you. As well as people that can testify to tell you, God will tell you some things and you think, oh, man, well, maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. Uh-uh. And then when you start seeing it, man, this is just like deja vu. That, that ain't deja vu. God was telling you. He was letting you know before you even came to the scene, before you even saw it. So I'm telling you, God can do that and He'll do it for you. So with that being said, this is as a matter of fact, um um Sensor comment. Um, yes. Um Thank you Jesus. I believe God allowed me to go through an abusive relationship with six years to help other people. Well, I'm gonna say it like this. God gave us a choice. But that was not God's will for you being on no domestic violence. That's not that's not God's will. I, I I wanna publicly say that. That's not God's will. God not gonna have you to go and get yourself in harm's way or to have yourself risk you dying. You getting abused. No, no, no. In spite of our choice God gave us the grace to be able to survive. But the key thing was you were able to survive because you went on and got out. Now, God gave us grace. But see, the thing is, I tell people, just because somebody else survived, you don't take the chance to try to do the same thing. Because out of, thank God, she made it out of six years, but there are some people that didn't last three days, didn't last three months, didn't last a year. I'm, I, I tell people. In spite of our own decisions, God helped us to get out. Understand. God gonna look here. God will give you a way of escape. But if you don't if you don't take heed to it, then guess what? That's on us. So I, I I have to emphasize that. God God is not gonna tell you to go somewhere for you to get yourself hurt. But also on the same token, a lot of times, even after somebody physically get rescued, the mental anguish or the emotional, even the spiritual anguish, it has to be dealt with. It has to be mentored to. Like I said, even has to be have to seek professional counseling if need be. So, yeah, exchange of demons, yeah, so true. Yeah, you know, so we have to ask God. Even even what you mentioned, break these soul ties. Break these souls out. There are some people right now, they can't move on into a new relationship because they still have the cause of their old relationship or someone that they're desiring. You have to ask God. God, and I'm gonna say it like this: those, those that know me, I believe in being transparent. Even in the situation I'm in, my position as a minister, as a single father, my responsibility is to make sure that I choose someone to marry going to, number one, have God my best interest, and someone that loves God and someone that's going to love my son. Now, with that, even in the past when I've uh, been in a relationship or doing, or have been curious about someone, I always say this statement, and God always reveals himself. God, if this is a young lady for me, God, you work everything out. You reveal to me everything. And you bring confirmation. But if it's not the one for me, you take the taste of her out of my mouth. When you can with God, God will reveal to you. God will let you know things. God will show you red flags, white flags, uh, 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 green flags. God will show you everything. God will give you confirmation. But also God will show you, God will give you consequences if you choose to ignore him or choose to bypass the red flag. I tell people, look here, you can't go on feelings because you can't trust your feelings. You got to go on facts. You got to go on, you know what, how is this person decision making? You got to look at, you know what, if something happens to me, will they take care of me? There are some people, oh, they look pretty. I'm going to say it. They're from young ladies. They look pretty, but guess what? They'll be too pretty to pick you up and wipe your behind if you get sick. There are some guys as handsome and as strong and six-pack that they have. But you know what? If you get sick, they too pretty to take care of you while you sick because they too busy looking in the mirror or watching their car or trying to have sex with some other females. There are some who may be rich. Oh, he'll take care of me. Yeah, he'll take care of you as long as you're doing what he wants you to do. But if you become unable to do anything, guess what? He ain't gonna take care of you. No, you keep it. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to seek God and ask God. Be like I said, be real with God. God wants us to be transparent and talk to him. Look here, we have, we live we live in a time right now where we serve a God that's one of, that's approachable. We serve in in an approachable God, a personable God. We serve a God that He wants us to come to Him. Talk to him about our problems. Talk to, talk to him about our situation. Talk to him about our condition.
2: To God,
1: God, so what do I do? And I tell people, this is this is me. I even go as far as I tell God, God, I need you to tell me what do I need to work today. Some people, oh, but that's going too far. Oh, uh, God, I'm not concerned about. It, but guess what? What if God has for me to wear something that's going to be, and I catch it to someone for me to minister to them to. So I tell people, you know, to some people, like I said, to each his own. Some people may think that's, that ain't no big deal. But my thing is I want to consult God with everything because, number one, that's the kind of relationship that he He has with me and I have with him. That's kind of relationship that we have. So how you are with God, hey, that's between you and him. But he might want to talk to you a little bit more. He might want to trust him in every area of your life. So that I, I challenge you, talk to God more. And you don't have to talk to God just when things are going bad. Talk to him when things are going good. Just say, God, I appreciate you. God, you know what? I was just thinking about you. God, you know, I, I, you know this time I'm not going to have the radio on. I just want to listen to you. We got to talk to God. And so even in this situation that we're facing pertaining to all the domestic violence and all this stuff, we got to talk to God and ask him to help us and to equip us, to educate us. So that way we can help rescue some people. One of the things I always tell people, especially since I lost my sister, this is the message that God gave me, and I, I'll i take this to my grave. Before we start saving souls, we got to first start saving lives. Before we start saving souls, we got to first start saving lives. What do I mean? That means if we see somebody in a situation, and especially is ongoing right there and there. We gotta snatch them, get them help physically. We gotta rescue them physically for them to be rescued spiritually and emotionally. We can't be talk. look here, if somebody being abused right there and there, we can't be trying to jump in front of a person, but see, uh the Bible tells us if we uh uh-uh. uh listen, we gotta take about four. We gotta get them help physically. We gotta get them shelter. If a person is hungry, if a non-believer is hungry, they haven't eaten in days. What do we do first? We first feed them. We show them that God is love, and then we tell them they'll be able to see what God God being loved by what we physically do. But I don't care how we put our dime and say, "Well, I'm gonna pray for you," or you know what, you, you just trust God. as our hands are full with groceries. They're they're hungry. In the grocery we have, look here, we got grocery in our hand, and we're telling them, you know what, just trust God. And we're putting our grocery in the car. Oh, you know what, I want you to come to church with me, and we're putting our grocery in the car. Now, what we need to do, we need to get that grocery, here, here you go. You like that? All right, I tell you what, man. You know what, man, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad, that you know, you're doing all right, man. You know what, uh, blah, 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 you know, track up a conversation, because it's hard to be able to minister to someone when they are hungry, and they're hungry, a lot of times, ain't just the physical hungry. What about the emotional hungry? What about the emotional hunger, the spiritual hunger, the mental hunger? So with that being said, um, I hope that this is something that um, makes us think for us to be able to really just... Take this seriously, you know um you know i'm i um i'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologize for um changing the format because you know my prayers are for those victims who lost their lives my prayers are for the family of the victims who lost their lives, but the thing is, if we don't do anything, guess what this time next week we'll have the same conversation. Some, right now, hey, look here. you might not know anybody that's dealing with domestic violence, or maybe no one told you that you know. No one have told you. You may not have found out that some of your loved ones are dealing with it. But guess what? Keep on living. It can happen to anybody. It can happen at any time. And so my prayer is for us to be able to be educated and be able for us to, you know, watch, for us to be able to be aware, spiritually aware. Physically aware, you know, check on people. Look here, check on your people, and not just check on the females, but also check on the guys. There may be something that may be dealing with that themselves. And sometimes because of us being men, look here, it's we got a lot of pride for us to tell somebody, "Hey, man, my girl been beating on me." That happens. The Domestic violence happens to not just women, but it happens to guys. I feel, I think about um the actor Phil Hartman. He played on Saturday Night Live. But guess what? His wife killed him. And guess what? Matter of fact, his wife killed him, and the police came to pick her up. And you know what they did? Hey, you know, she's a woman, and, you know, Hollywood, you know, you want to go in there and change? Okay, go ahead and change. And guess what? While she got away from the police to go and, quote, unquote, change, she shot herself in the head. She killed herself. So, Things happen like that. So that's why I I, I charge each every one of us. We ought to be able to do something. So with that being said, I appreciate the comments. I wanna make sure that um uh thank thank you, thank you. Um, uh, Miss man, like this needs to be shared with meaning. Glad is in the forefront to be shared. Can't get meaning to can't get any to church to any who needs it can get here. Yeah. Um people yeah, people forget marriage is biblical. Those vows you make are promises to God that you would do right by your spouse. So true. So true. So many you know, so many times people think, Well, you know, uh that that that's my spouse. You know, and, and and like I said, some people may even manipulate their spouse through scripture, using it out of context. You know, your body is mine. My body is yours. So whenever I want sex from you, I can take it. But people forget, rape is not just for those outside of marriage, but also there are some that actually abuse their spouse sexually. There are some that even rape their own
2: spouse.
1: Anytime... Anytime you have sex outside of consent, that's rape. I don't care if that is your wife or your husband. If you're doing it against their will, that's rape. That's rape. And it happens in the church. So just being able to just bring that out, because a lot of times people people deal with so much hurt because a lot of things are not addressed. They feel like, well, you know uh, uh, they feel guilty because they not know they they're not, they they're not knowing of that they don't have any knowledge of it, and also, like I said, sometimes when things are not addressed, then they feel like well, it's acceptable, it's not acceptable, it is not acceptable, yeah, um, when people begin to have sex or sex intensive relationships, they no longer have true conversation. They know they no longer think in the right frame of mind because of this. When you try to give advice, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it and they don't want to let go of the fake dream. Yes. Yes. And see also with that, a lot of time when you involve sex into a relationship, it clouds our judgment. It clouds our judgment and then what happens? You become emotionally invested into something that you really don't like. And then what happened, now you're torn because you don't like this you 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 don't like this person but you love this feeling. You don't like this person but you love this feeling. And so what happened then there was an inward battle where you love the feeling but the guilt. And so now you're torn, you know. So, like I said, this is something that we really have to really just bring to the forefront, that God wants us to be able to help us, to be able to seek the love that we, that he wants for us, have the love that he wants for us. Well, understand that this right here, this is something that God has for us. And also on the same token, I always tell people true love don't, doesn't hurt. When a ball down to it, a ball down to it. The blessings of God make us rich and add no sorrow. That means add no sorrow, add no drama, or anything like that. God, God, not the author of confusion. God, not the author of the father's lies. And so, I thank God for the opportunity for us to be able to really just come together. And those who, those who those who are on here, I really appreciate you all. And I hope, pray that there's something that comes about this that really catch. Catch a hold of someone, someone who may be considering uh, uh, involving themselves into a relationship. First of all, first of all, not just study the person, but also study you. Check yourself out. Check yourself out, because be honest with you, it's hard for us to really gain someone when we're working with broken utensils. When we're operating in falseness. When we're operating even with half have a health emotion. So asking God to help us to have our spiritual antennas on high alert, have our spiritual senses, make sure that we're calibrated with God in his word. God. So with that being said, for those who may be um wondering, first of all, what must they do to be saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Also, just know that God is concerned by any and everything pertaining to you. And also, I want to tell you something. Just because you made some mistakes in your life. Don't you know God wants to forgive you? Not just God can forgive you, but he wants to forgive you. But also, in God forgiving you, God wants you to also forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself over the bad decisions, the wrong decisions that you've made in the past. Understand, even in the midst of a wrong decision, in the the wrong frame of mind that you might have been in, God wants to forgive you and allow that to be a testimony. Allow this to be a testimony of him him giving you grace, him giving you another chance. Not just for you to be able to uh, get love, receive love, that's great. But also understand that you are loved. Understand for you to be able to look in the mirror and be proud of yourself. Look in the mirror and be appreciative of who you are and also who you're becoming in spite of who you were. God wants you to understand and appreciate who you are. So with that being said, understand what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it and spin it for your good. For his glory. So, like I said, there's nothing too hard for God. All things are possible through him who believes. And also understand, God has given you everything pertaining to life and godliness, meaning godly living. That means not just uh, uh, everything pertaining to life, eternal life, but also godly living right here on earth. So whatever the devil tries to do to bring you down, to take you out, understand. God can help you right now. Remember this. Remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. In other words, yes, the weapon's going to be made, but it will not make its intended target. It was meant to take you out, and it's not going to take you out. It might have tried. To, it might have tried to kill you. Look here, It slowed you down, but it didn't stop you. So what we're going to do? We're going to come together right now. We're going to come together. We're going to pray. We're gonna give all to God. We're gonna cast all of our cares upon Him. Because he cares for us. See and the Father, we coming to you right now, we thank you all for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, we acknowledge your presence. Be coming to you right now, God, on this first Sunday in Feb in uh February. First of all, God, forgive us if there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. Forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to forgive us right now, God. We thank you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. You see this problem that's going on with domestic violence, God. We speak it right now, God, that you help us, God. Give us the tool. Give us the wisdom, God. Give us the insight, God. Give us the knowledge right now, God, to help your people, to educate your people right now, God. Let them know that that's not what you want for them to be in, God. Help them to understand, God, that abuse, regardless if it's physical, mental, emotional, even spiritual, that's not the will for them right now, God. So, God, ask God to help us, God, to rescue those who are dealing with it right now, God. And, God, even those who are abusing people right now, God, God, we speak right now, God, that you give them that desire right now, God, to seek professional help right now, God. God, help them, God, and give them that desire right now, God. If they're unsaved, God, give them that desire, God to accept you as Lord and Savior in their life right now, God. And, God, not only that, God, helping them to be saved and and delivered, God, but seek the help that is needed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking, God, those who maybe have been abused, God, help them right now, God. Rehabilitate them, God. Give them their identity, God. Help them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We bind everything the devil stand for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God. Anything that may have been lost right now, God. God, we speaking that to restore right now, God. And let it be a teachable moment right now, God, for all of us right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, those who uh have lost their lives right now, God. We speaking, God, that we hold up the family right now, God. God, not just those that are current but even those that in the past God they have lost their lives right now holding up the family God even my family God even the Smith family right now God holding them up right now God there are so many others God uh 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 the Pruitt family right now God holding them up right now there are so many family members that have lost loved ones due to domestic violence God the Hutchins family right now God holding them up right now God help them right now God help them right now God even in the grief right now God God, we know, God, there's something that we're just going to have to depend upon you to help us, God, even while we're on this side of the right now, God. Help us, God. While we we know we miss our loved ones, God. And, God, we ask God to help us, God, to continue to keep on living right now, living for you, God, trusting you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, those who may be seeking for love, seeking for companionship, seeking for relationship, we're speaking right now, God, that you help them right now, God. Help them, God. Help them, God, to seek you right now, God. Help us right now, God, in choosing a a, a spouse, God, choosing, God, someone that's going to love you right now, God, someone that's going to obey you, someone that's going to respect us right now in the name of Jesus. God be speaking right now, God. Those who may have ill intentions right now, God, move them out of the way right now, God. God be speaking, God, that you cancel every assignment that the devil try to do right now, God. Some who may have tried to use manipulation, some who may try to use games, some who may try to use trickery to advance their opportunity into some people's hearts. We cancel that assignment right now. In the name of Jesus. Some there might be even try to use witchcraft. So some of you may even try to use the scripture. Some of may even try to use uh, 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 other methods. We bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak God that you expose it and remove them out of the way right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this testimony, God. We thank you, Lord, for the success, God. We thank you, Lord, for the finished product that you have made us to be right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we seek right now, God. Also, uh, to the bereaved family, God, God, we hold up, God, even the uh, the Wilson family, God, the, the the Carter family right now, God, those who are lost loved ones right now, in the name of Jesus. God, we even seeking God, them right now, God. Help them, comfort them, God. Let them know that you never leave them or forsake them, God. Then, God, we need you right now, God. There are some who, so many people who have lost loved ones, God, the Jones family, God, the Davis family, God, so many people have lost loved ones. Lord, even even the Ford family right now, God, hold them up right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this testimony coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for having a blessed week and successful week, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for ordering our steps right now, God. Our steps will be blessed, and God, we will obey and trust you in every area of our lives right now. As we surrender our will and our ways to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on tonight right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Everything you're going to do in Jesus' name, we pray, we say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one for y'all' uh, continued love and support. You know, If y'all want to catch me, I'm on uh, Facebook, I'm Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook, you can see my daily devotion, and also my um, videos. Also, you can go to the source section of my website for, um, at brotherprater.com. Uh, my daily devotion, and also upcoming events and personal appearances uh my videos also also you can go to the source section where you can purchase my book a few good men a path God of fatherhood <laughs> no, I got my, oh, my book right here <laughs> a few good men a path God of fatherhood a few good men were written to inform uh, men to needs and responsibilities for their family the children even their children's mother also um young ladies uh those who you know just just like, it's, a, to me, two books in one. It's for the men and for the women. And also, my other book, The Girl Who Was her Brother's Keeper. Uh, this is a story pertaining to uh, my relationship with my sister, Sheila Prater, who was tragically killed um, during domestic violence. So, um, this, this is something that um resonated with for the rest of my life. And so, with that, um I thank each and every one who uh, tuned in. And once again, I thank y'all for this um, impromptu um, episode of Reconnect My Heart. So just know that we're helping one another. And to those who may be uh, dealing with domestic violence, I want you to know that you don't have to suffer uh, silently. You don't have to suffer alone. Help is here. As long as God is on the throne, God is a way out. And not just God being a way out, but God has sent people dispatch your way to help you get out so all you need to do get out as long as you physically get yourself safe everything else we can take care of everything else so i want to thank each number one who tuned in and thank you thank you thank you for listening to reconnect my heart podcast god bless you and good night